0: Hello and welcome to Sideways. This week we're talking about rumination and the way in which constantly turning situations and fears over in your mind is both pointless and hugely debilitating. We reminisce about our days playing in rock bands and the occasions on which our craft was not fully appreciated. While I seek Martin's advice regarding how villains make arrangements for their luggage. There's also a cautionary tale about a cactus and how it's rarely a good idea to try and catch one. Tuning in to Shit FM. Good morning to you. Good morning. It's a nice coloured hoodie you've got on. Well, I was just thinking
1: about the, 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 the nice background you've got on there, nice picture of the doggies out in the in the fields. Yeah, very mm.
0: nice. I don't know where that is. It might be White Horse, looking at it.
1: It looks very nice, anyway, whatever. How are you, anyway? Are you Good. I'm all right, thanks. How are you? I'm all
0: right, as it, as, as it goes. Thank you. I was a bit disturbed that you weren't going to the farmers' market this morning. Yeah, I haven't been for a few months actually. What's happened there then? Have you fallen out? Did you fall out with a coffee woman? Uh, no, I just. Uh, Has she ground I, your beans?
1: <laughs> I had too much in the in the cupboard. Did I couldn't you? keep. Uh, and when I went there, I felt
0: sort of compelled to buy something from her. So perhaps you, I, perhaps you should have perhaps you should have addressed that discomfort and just kind of stepped through it. Uh, yeah, I should have done, really. I just avoided it. You could have, got, you could have gone to the farmer's market, gone round to all the stores that you usually buy from, and said to them, I'm not buying anything from you today. <laughs> that would have been a waste of time for me. But I'd, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I'd, I'd, I'd probably go again, ne- perhaps next month. Perhaps it's a seasonal thing for you. Yeah, perhaps it is. I, I do prefer it. I don't like going out when it's a bit cold and stuff. Well not too bad. I, I, I expect you've been out this morning. It's quite nice, isn't it? I have. It's it's very nice. I, I, yeah.
0: Perhaps you eat more apples and drink more coffee during the warmer months. Uh, I don't tend
1: to, no. It tends oh. to be during the colder months, but there we go. I don't mm. want to, don't want to r- r- run over your theory, but it, um, it's just how it's just I feel on the day, mate, to be honest. Didn't fancy it today.
0: Oh, fair enough.
1: Anyway, welcome to season seven. Oh, crikey. Wow. Start of season seven, yeah. Who'd have believed it? Who, who, who'd have known? Um, but this was this was your idea, I think, initially, to do one on rumination. Right. I think yeah. it's a word you come up with. I think I think we've significantly it, it sort of lowered the tone because it, on my notes, I've put uh, rumination in, in in brackets. I've got shit FM, which I'll, I'll come on to. I'll explain that a, bit, a little bit uh, later on. It sort of reminded me, Back in the time when we were, you'll probably remember this well, when we were budding rock stars back in the 80s. Mm. Mm. And when Charles, their drummer, this lovely little love song that he'd written along to rehearsals. Do yeah, you remember right. this? <laughs> uh, and we we sort of bastardised it by changing the lyrics to make it a song uh, about, well, well it, it was called Giving Head. so
0: it, well, wasn't, it wasn't originally called Giving Head, was it? No,
1: it wasn't, no. It was, no we changed it was re,
0: origin, what was it originally called?
1: Giving Love, wasn't it? Giving Love or something like that. And it didn't really yeah.
0: fit, did it? So Giving Heads seemed to be... Yeah, a it
1: fitted fit perfectly.
0: We just decided to bastardise it. Oh, no, it's great. You did, I expect. I think you did.
1: I think I probably did. Well, I took it... I, I remember taking it a stage further, really, before when we played it live. Do you remember I used a, a sort of polystyrene mannequin's head? I do. And it doesn't really much to, the
0: imagination, does it?
1: it? No, it simulated the act on stage. And then it was... I remember it... it um, I do it was fun doing it, but do you remember we got... Thrown out of, I think it was the cartoon at Croydon where we played a gig there, and they just said, "Don't come back." <laughs> I didn't remember that
0: actually. I'd forgotten that. Yeah, why? Did, did we, why did they say that? Was it because you we were so bad, or because they didn't like your post diamond Head? Well,
1: I put it down to a terrible guitar playing, but I th- but um, on reflection, it was because she said, "I think you really need to play punkier venues with acts uh, like that." Oh, uh, so okay. It was, so
0: we just we weren't suitable.
1: We weren't. I think they wanted a more family orientated. Group and we certainly weren't that. I think I wanted more of a Banny Barry Manilow tribute. We were uh, well, actually, now he's
0: he's coming back to me a little bit now because if
1: correct me if I'm wrong,
0: but I think we might have played there at a lunchtime. We did play at a lunchtime. It was almost like an audition. We weren't a lunchtime really. We, we no, a lunchtime we weren't. Band were we? No. Unless you had unless been up all morning and necking alcohol, <laughs> we we probably weren't the band you wanted to see at lunchtime. No, we weren't. No, we, did, we didn't fit. No. But I, I
1: was sort of proud of getting thrown out of a venue. I thought it, was,
0: it added to her. Kudos. Well, when I was, I, I probably told you this story before, but in a band I was in after that band, we we were booked to play a working men's club in um, in Ashford, oh, right. and we were asked <laughs> to stop playing after seven minutes <laughs> because the 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 um, what do they call them, stewards? Don't they? Yeah, clubs? yeah. He said, "We've got people walking out of here tonight who've been coming in here every night for twenty years." <laughs> that's, and that's so. And actually, he was—he was—he was quite apologetic because it, it was just a to- total mismatch. Yeah. They weren't—they didn't want us at all. No. And so we got paid in full, and we were back in the pub in Maidstone about <laughs> our boss day. <laughs> <laughs> that's just perfect. Obviously, we didn't go back there, play there again. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. So, so it's not. So there has been multiple times we've been kicked out of venues. Yeah. Yeah. I feel quite. I don't feel too bad about that. Usually, that's the sort of thing that would really, that I'd ruminate on. You would, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. we ruminated on it for about, well, it was a very short term rumination. I think, Well, well. Anyway, before we start, yeah. um, we, had, we had a lot of kind words about last week's episode. Have we? I yeah. haven't had yeah. any. Yeah, I've had some messages, and apparently they're quite, quite thought provoking. Oh, um, and so it's quite a serious one last week, but um, yeah, was well, that
0: when well, we change all that this week? I expect.
1: Well, I, well, I think so. But um, another, a, a, another, quick shout out to uh, well, to my sister in law's nephew, Michael, Michael Thomas. He's uh, uh, my brother told me that he's a regular listener. I haven't seen nice. him some time, but uh, mm,
0: anyway, nice. we'll, we'll move on to rumination, shall we? Well, well, wait a minute. I've got something I want to ask you because it's, oh, okay. it's something. This is something that's been worrying me. I was watching. Um, uh, I was watching The Gold on OK the other day, yeah. you know, which is about the Brinks mat robbery. It is, yeah. And during watching that, I had a thought, which is a recurring thought. I wouldn't call it a rumination, but it is a recurring thought. Whenever I see it on television, I always think, I always have this question comes up in my mind. I thought, I know what I'll do. I'll ask Martin mm-hmm. what he thinks. You know, when there's a there's been some sort of criminal activity and... And thieves meet together either in a secluded car park or an yeah. abandoned warehouse to exchange yeah. cash. Yeah. And they put it in a hold all. It used to yeah. be a briefcase. Yeah. But these days it's usually quite a, you know, can be, can be quite a nice hold all. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I always think, who pays for the hold-all? Do they take <laughs> it off the money that's owed? <laughs> or is it returned? Or, or do you just put it down to, you know, you just think, well, I've got to prov- I'll have to give them the hold-all free. What, what do you think happens?
1: I think you put it down on expenses, I don't you?
0: <laughs> yeah, but who do you claim
1: it back from? From the robbers. All
0: <laughs> oh, right. So, okay. So, if I owed you uh, £100,000 and the yeah. hold-all was 50 quid. Yeah, you put it on I'd, top. I put it on top. Yeah. Right, okay.
1: Good, I remember seeing on on um, on the news when they arrested the people. Do you remember that at Hatton Garden there was a big yep. robbery not that many years ago, yeah, and they were carrying around like, millions of pounds worth of stuff in black sacks, so they didn't even go they didn't go they didn't stretch to a hold
0: all much easier should other. have gone for they should have gone for the hold all because <laughs> if you see someone carrying around stuff in black sacks, that is going to arouse suspicion isn't it
1: I don't know would it be more than a hold all
0: if I saw someone walking up the road with a black sack, yeah. I would think that's more suspicious than someone with a door. Because I think, well, why are you walking around with a black sack? Why not put it in a bin? Well, they got caught, so they didn't think it through. They needed you on the team. <laughs> <laughs> you could have sorted that one out, couldn't they, they? did. If anyone's thinking of a big job like that in in the future, you're the man. Call well, I'm you the in man to help <laughs> you with your planning.
1: All right. Good. Thanks. Anyway, okay. Well, I'm glad we cleared that up. Should we go mm-hmm. on to? The, we're going to the on um, the subject matter. We'll quick look at the definition of rumination. Lovely. Because I used to think, um, and I, I suspect a lot of people did, that rumination just meant you know, taking time to think about things before making a decision, which to a certain extent is, but it's much more than that, isn't it? Yeah. And I, I didn't realize really until I started to do the, the research on this, because rumination is sometimes referred to a, as a silent mental health problem mm-hmm. because of its, its impact is, is, is often underestimated. Um, and basically, it's defined as excessive, repetitive thinking about the same event. Yeah. Um, yeah th- and it's sort of split it into two. There, It's often either negative thoughts focusing on the past or anxious thoughts that focus on the future. But often you, you, are, you tend to be focusing on, certainly here with us that are in recovery from addiction, um, we can ruminate long and hard about the past, things we've done and the bad decisions
0: we've made. People often talk about Overthinking as if it's the same as rumination. But I think, you know, if you overthink something, quite often what it means is that you're thinking too much about something before a decision. So if you're trying to decide which new fridge to buy, you yeah. might be overthinking it. You know, you might, yeah. might do too much research, think about it for too long, kind of waste time and emotional energy. And then eventually you make a decision. But rumination tends to be circular, goes round right. and round and round and round. And as you just pointed out, it tends to be about things you can't influence. You know, yeah. you'll ruminate on something that's happened in the past, maybe something you've done to someone or a conversation you had. Nothing you can do about that. It's gone. And, of course, the other, as, as you said, the other thing that people ruminate on is the future. that hasn't arrived yet. You don't yeah. know what's going to happen.
1: I mean, well, this, this gets brought up in groups all the time, and it's where the term shit FM came from. I remember someone using it Um um, and they probably heard it from someone else and it's, but it, it tends to be used quite freely in in the recovery community when that when that um that constant noise is in your head and you it's it's, it's, it's when your thoughts have no off button basically it's like mm-hmm. having the radio stuck on shit fm and you can't turn it off
0: yeah it's, because you want you want to stop thinking about whatever it is you're thinking about but you can't
1: no you can't and that's that's where drink and drugs come in at that point often um, they know, stop,
0: it, because they prevent you yeah. having
1: to think about it. Yeah, it's, a, it's a self-medication to quell those thoughts, um, which yeah. again becomes circular because you need to drink more and take more drugs to, to stop those thoughts coming in. And when it wears off, you need more and, 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 I, you, and you scale up the amount that you need to, to, to quell those thoughts. So it's a it's a nasty thing to
0: happen. Yeah, I imagine then the more that you're drinking and the more conscious you become of your destructive relationship with drink or drugs the more you have to ruminate on you, you do because you, then you're, you're you know you'll presumably start thinking about all the things you haven't done or the w- ways in which you've lied to people or let them down so do. the thing that you've turned to in order to stop your rumination is the thing that's actually going to increase it I know yeah and so the, what did I, you used to ruminate on when you were in active addiction do you remember what I do
1: yeah I used about? to be uh, mainly it was about the people that had dropped out of my life um by, by, my, by my own volition. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I, I, the, the broken relationships I had with, certainly with my, my, my family, my daughters, um, and, uh, and friends, you know, people like you, I didn't see you for a long time, did I? And, about a decade. Uh, about a decade, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, and I was just lost in this wilderness. Yeah. And and you have a lot of time to ruminate then, and
0: it's all negative stuff. Yeah. Um, there's nothing. nothing good is going on in your head at that time. So does that tend to be, t- so when you, I mean, you, as you said, you will have seen this a lot in group, does that, do they tend to be the same sorts of subjects that people ruminate on in addiction? That they're kind of thinking about the impact that their addiction has had on their lives and the people in their lives. Absolutely, yeah. And, yes. that's, what, and that's, that's what they're turning around all the time.
1: Very much, very much. And yeah. it is, um, it's, it's a very, very common, it's a very common theme because mm. there's the people you hold very dear to you um, that you don't, that you just don't you don't care about them anymore it's just that you you don't have the wherewithal
0: to to maintain a relationship with them so that must also be one of the things that's quite difficult about going into recovery because when you go into recovery you won't suddenly stop that rumination no. and you won't have a method to stop it so that's that, it so those thoughts will go still go round and round and round but you've got to refrain from picking up which was the thing that kind of gave you temporary respite from it in the first place right
1: uh, and, and that's the paradox. When you first go into recovery, those thoughts that you've been shielding with mm-hmm. drugs come back to the fore and they come back tenfold, uh, yeah. which is why it's so tricky in early recovery to, uh, to progress. Yeah. That it can really hold you back you know, mentally. It can keep yeah. you rooted back in the past. It yeah. really can. Um, and when your, your emotions are highlighted um, in the early parts of recovery, it, it can be quite scary. Um, Mm. Does you know? I can only say that it does settle down, and that is just a time issue, really. And as long as you're working on yourself during that time, Mm. recovery, and getting plenty of input and help, um, then shit FM starts to become much quieter. You can you can can eventually switch it down. You can turn it down. Eventually, switch it to another channel. Yeah, (laughs) much more relaxing channel. (laughs) I want to look at the causes of, of of why we ruminate, right? And I think you've sort of touched on on some of them already. But um, trying to solve a problem seems to come up a lot. So when you're trying to find new patterns and solutions to stuff, so we can get closure, yeah, that, that can take up an awful lot of
0: uh, thinking time, can't it? It can. But I think the the really important thing to to acknowledge here is that it's not just thinking about a problem. Quite often, it's thinking about a problem that it is impossible to solve. Yeah, and doesn't need solving. So okay, yeah. So if you take that example I gave earlier, you know, people will ruminate over a difficult conversation they had with someone or over something that someone said to them or they said to someone else. That doesn't need a solution. It's happened. It's gone. Yeah. You're constantly looking for solutions that are either unnecessary or impossible to achieve. Yeah, you are. You're looking for closure, which is going to be difficult to get to, to achieve. You're right. You know how I feel about that word. I feel about I feel the same way about closure as I do about journey. Do you? I didn't realize so if someone that. said, I'm on a journey towards closure, I think I'd punch <laughs> them squarely in the face. <laughs> I don't think that happens with things that happen in our lives. We are changed by things that happen. You know, the classic is when people want to achieve closure after a death. You know what that's yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. You don't get closure, do you? No. You, you, your life just changes and the shape of everything shifts, but it's not. that's not closure. No, well, it's you've not. made me angry now.
1: Well, I'm sorry to have, <laughs> to have brought that to the table. And I can see that the... the you uh, I, I, I were almost in a temper, virtually. <laughs> you were going to soapbox it at that point, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> well, I've, I've opened up a new wound. I can see that another another word that sits neatly alongside journey, which is sure to get a reaction from you.
0: Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs>
1: well, we'll move on then in that case. I'll, I'll need to bring you down slowly. Yeah, Don't have r- r- really r- upset r- me just, now. Yeah, I know. You'll be ruminating about <laughs> it afterwards, won't you? <laughs> uh. um, one of the other causes that came up, which... It's slightly different to what you said there because they were talking about life stresses like mm-hmm. work or relationship issues or money worries that can cause us to ruminate. But there are some of those are things we can do something about, aren't they?
0: Yeah, they are. I, I think, uh, okay, I see, I call that overthinking. When I think of rumination, I think of it as I'm going round and round and round in circles and there's absolutely no, there's kind of no way out of this until I let go. You know okay. You um, the next point was trauma which does fit into that category.
1: Often you can't do anything about it. For example, if you're trying to work out um, why someone assaulted you in the street, for example, for no reason, or again, or bereavement. You know, it, the, the rumination that goes on at that point, you know, when someone dies, you go through, obviously, the process of bereavement um, yep. and the different emotions that brings up. But there's an, an awful lot. I think we've all gone through that. What could I have done? You know, is there something that uh, I could, how I could have changed it? Or did, did, have I left something Uh, Perhaps I haven't got closure
0: with them. (laughs) That's not funny. (laughs) You're right. You know, with bereavement, uh, you can ruminate on a bereavement because you can go round and round and and there's nothing you can do about that. No. But actually, you you mentioned trauma. I think that's right. I think um, rumination can often be a a symptom of post-traumatic stress. Yes. So if you've experienced something traumatic and you can't get it out of your head, uh, and it just keeps going round and round and round you know that might be an indication that there's some post-traumatic stress there but I, when you, you think about um, a stressful situation that you can't get out of your head it's like everything that happens to you you can remember somewhere in your brain your brain files it away puts it away and then you can recall it if you want to um, but what happens with something like post-traumatic stress is it never gets filed away. It's like that—that that experience is on your desk all the time. Yeah. Whatever you do, there it is. There it is. And that so that sort of um, feeling about something can cause rumination because you, you're never able to avert your eyes from it. You can't ever get your attention away.
1: And that, that, that fits neatly into the next point that, uh, that that came up, which was was generally about mental health disorders, which PTSD was one of them. And mm-hmm. they they said that rumination is very common. Um, with with the ADHD, for example, mm-hmm. um, or or you know, borderline personality disorder, which again yep. comes up a lot in in groups, people getting diagnosed with that, or bipolar, yeah, and, and OCDs. I think that um, very re- um, relevant. Definitely, there.
0: any any yeah. anxiety disorder. So it doesn't have to be yes. just OCD, but no. any anx- generalized anxiety disorder, any anxiety disorder op- will often um, have rumination as a part of it and the other thing is depression and when you look at depression the themes of rumination
1: are, are typically about uh inadequacy or yeah how shit, shit i of am of being worthless or how shit i am exactly right and mm. that's what shit fm re does it's, it's exactly. on full volume is not it
0: it is yeah it's quite a good example of uh how damaging rumination can be because one of yes. the things that perpetuates depression is kind of disconnection you're disconnecting from the world disconnecting from yourself you're you're berating yourself And the longer you spend doing that through your ruminating behavior, the harder it is to overcome it. It's like you're constantly keeping yourself from the only thing that is going to bring you back to some sort of semblance of order, which is connection. Because you're telling yourself constantly, I'm not worthy of connection. I'm useless. I'm no good. Nobody cares about me. I'm not enough. And of course, the more you do that, the more you believe it and the less able you are to reach out and and connect with people.
1: So how do we deal with this? Um if you've got mental health issues, obviously you know, you need professional help, don't you, on that. Um, you know, either with with your GP and you often end up with medication or therapy, which is obviously very important at this point. Um otherwise there's a sort of list of suggestions that may help to deal with these issues in the short term.
0: Yeah, I think with rumination it depends, you you've got to ask yourself how bad it is. Yes. So if you're at the kind of milder end of rumination, if it's a nuisance for you. you can't get thoughts out of your head and you, it's kind of distracting you to the extent that, you know, life is not quite as enjoyable as it ought to be. Then some of the suggestions you're about to make, I'm sure will be helpful. If it's got to the point where you can't function mm. because of your rumination, you, you need to go and get help. Yeah, absolutely. You know? right, so, yes. As you say, visit your GP, find a therapist because it's very, you, you know, you can't, you're not going to be able to break yourself out of that very easily. No, you're not. It's one of those things we definitely need uh, outside help. Yeah. And um, but the first one really was meditation. Yeah, I think if you pr- if you have a meditation practice, I can imagine that a meditation practice will help you to deal with rumination. In fact, I can think of people that I've worked with who for whom that is true. I think if you don't have a meditation practice, yeah. establishing one in order to beat rumination is going to be extremely uh, difficult. Yes. Yeah, it's nice to have one in place first. You're right. You can hit the I ground running right. with it then, can't you? I think that, I think what the point here is having a mindfulness practice or a meditation practice or whatever will help you in these situations. Yes. Well, the, the second point that comes up, um, um, which we've
1: discussed in, in other episodes as well, as, is, is about having a social media detox. Oh, yeah. That's um, quite good, actually. You know, the highlight reel of other people's lives can make us feel worse about ourselves. Hmm. Um, and I think that um, it, taking a break from that is, is, is although we, we sort of get dragged into it from time to time, you make a positive choice about not not getting involved in it for a while it's surprising how you don't miss it
0: yeah yeah i think it depends probably what your rumination is about but if your rumination is about something like how terrible your life is yeah and how bad how unworthy you are and how no, you haven't got any friends then yeah absolutely staying away from the highlight reel of everybody else's life is is a very good idea so i think i think there's a kind of broader point there perhaps which is if you think about what it is that you're ruminating on try and avoid the triggers yes that's right the next point was it was disrupt your thoughts
1: <clears throat> um and and, and it come up quite often in various different bits i was reading about this was just just say stop say stop to yourself um you know do, do take control of that a bit and um or, or to then go out on uh, get involved in some activities which we talked about in the past as well like walking or exercise or writing or so mm-hmm. disrupt that the, the thoughts that are going through your head i know during covid we were all encouraged mm-hmm. to go for a walk and it worked yeah you know just just get, getting outside i remember finding that very therapeutic yeah you and, know and I, and I, I know we're big fans of that but it's um it's it, disrupting the thought process is is vital i think here
0: yeah, I think there are. I think you, there are two points you've made there. One is about so the the point about disrupting your thought is, hmm. I think it. Um, if you struggle with rumination, losing yourself in something is likely to improve that situation. So yes. rumination tends to happen most frequently when you're not focused, when you haven't got anything else to focus on, uh, because it it opens up the space for you to focus on the thing you're ruminating on. So if you get involved in doing something else, whatever it is, having a chat with someone going out and doing something, the likelihood is that that rumination will reduce. But the other point you made is also important, which is the kind of just say no thing. Yes, I think that that is allied to you being able to say to yourself that there isn't an answer required for this thing that you're thinking of. I think sometimes when you're ruminating, it's very difficult just to stop yourself. But what is more possible is for you to say to yourself, right, this thing that keeps going around in my head. It's okay. I know it's going around in my head, but actually I don't need to find a solution. You don't even need to tell yourself there isn't a solution. You can say, this, I don't need to do this. You could even say to yourself, I don't need to find a solution at the moment. Yeah. Why don't I have a couple of hours off? Yeah. And I yeah. can come back to ruminating on it later. You know, this is a kind of an example, I think of where you need to be gentle with yourself, but to remind yourself that the thing that you're constantly looking for through your r- rumination is not necessary for you. And that, can sometimes help too
1: it is now, the next point was something i know you we've spoken about before um but it's, it's, it's about replacing your thoughts you know reframing the situation they, they mentioned using cbt
0: at this point yeah uh, cbt is often a technique used to help people with rumination because cbt is all about kind of changing your thinking but it's, it's also about uh,
1: improving your overall well-being isn't it you know try and try to improve like, like sleep pattern for example we know you know when that gets disrupted as it does in in active addiction um it, it that will lead into rumination um so trying to get um yeah, having a, a proper sleep health routine is 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 obviously good. And alongside diet as well you know we've talked about exercising and going for a walk but um, doing that regularly and putting it into your routine it does help it helps lift your mental health overall
0: and will help prevent rumination it does one of the things that people do when they're struggling with anything. So rumination is no different from this is that it can, it's very easy for us to kind of go the wrong way on ourselves. So we start to become distressed about ourselves. We become impatient with ourselves, frustrated, and we tend to move towards more destructive habits So we're not sleeping properly, not eating properly, or maybe we're forgetting to eat, or we're losing contact with friends and so on. I mean, you'll know that from addiction, you know, that's what happens. When actually what we need to do is to do the opposite. You kind of have to re-engage with self-care. So the more you you can do what kind of almost feels counterintuitive in that moment, the more likely you are to help yourself in those situations. I agree. Moving out your comfort zone so, um, on, on
1: occasion will, will help with that. Won't um, yeah. But There's a point here about working on self-esteem. Now that's easier said than done, isn't it? And spend more time a- around positive people rather than those people that are going to tear you down. Cause I, th- I think that's for me a- a being in a peer support group with people that are being positive about stuff. So much, it, it does stop that rumination and it is yeah. a connection, connection with those positive people rather than connecting with those people sitting in a pub where everyone's going to be miserable and talking st- talking to you down. Don't do that. You know, you can move, yeah. move away
0: from that. Yeah. I think you're right. If you're struggling with self-esteem and, and certainly if that's at the root of your rumination, mm. just saying work on your self-esteem, that's not going to be enough. No, you're it's not. you going to have no. to do something that's going to give you the support to do that. And it might be therapy. It might be going to peer support. It might just be spending more time with your friends. Yes. People who love you, people who care about you. Yeah. But you have to recognise that if low self-esteem is at the root of your rumination, that is what needs dealing with. It's no good saying, "Well, what I want to do is stop ruminating." Well, no, you've got to you've got to change the way you see yourself yes. because that's yes. that's where your rumination is coming from. It's kind of changing the foundation of it. Yep.
1: I remember, you, you and I are talking many moons ago about the different types
0: of self-esteem, and I think I don't think we've done that properly in a, in a, in a podcast, we, have we? In fact, your self-esteem can only come from three places. Yeah. So your self-esteem is either intrinsic. That's the way you feel about yourself, regardless of anything else. Yeah. So when you look at yourself, you say, I'm a good person. And you don't need anyone else to remind you that. Or it's reflected. It comes from um, the way other people speak of you, what other Mm -hmm. people say about you, the way other people see you. Or um, it's comparative. It comes from you how you feel when you compare yourself with other people and how you feel like you measure up. And if you ask people who've got, who are struggling with their self-esteem, how they would apportion their self-esteem across those three areas. Yeah, The numbers obviously will differ, but the one thing that is a constant is that intrinsic self-esteem will be tiny it'll be, they'll say, oh, 10% of my self-esteem is intrinsic, or none of it is intrinsic. It all comes from me comparing myself with others, or um, it comes from what other people think of me, which kind of goes back to codependency from last week. And it's important to understand if a tiny, if a small proportion of your self-esteem is coming from what you feel about yourself, by definition, your happiness is always in other people's hands, and that is never a safe place for it to be. So if you do that, if you make that little calculation now, if you say to yourself, well, how much of my self-esteem is intrinsic? How much of it is comparative and how much of it is reflected? If the majority is not intrinsic, you've got an issue with self-esteem.
1: Well, we don't need to do an episode on it now. That's it. I it. I'll really? write that down and, and expand on that. But don't. No, no, you've, you've trampled on it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's, it is, it's hard, actually. It's quite hard to have get the majority of your self-esteem from yourself. That's hard. You know, Mm -hmm. most people listening probably won't feel, oh yeah, majority of my self-esteem is in my own hands. And so, you know, what I'm saying is if, if it is lower than feels comfortable, that's something to work on. But uh, the last point was um, her old friend again, journaling. Oh yeah. Um, If you're ruminating. That's a good one actually, because um, when you write, your thoughts down that in a way is interrupting them and yes and it's also um you're you're kind of moving them from out you're, you're moving them from inside you to something else something kind of physical so yeah it can be a useful technique because like you get bored with writing the same stuff over and over again well, you yeah. think, oh, I can't be bothered <laughs> to think about this anymore
1: and also if you you know it does give the opportunity if you want to do to share that with other people as well to get a different perspective isn't it if you want to say this is what i'm worrying about this is the things i've got what do you reckon
0: I think that's a, re- and that's a really good idea. I think, you know, sometimes we feel ashamed of our rumination. Yes. And so, of course, you've got to pick the people that you share it with. But if you do ruminate on something, it is worth telling someone, because sometimes that will take the sting out of it a little bit.
1: It does, not it? Uh, you, you're absolutely right. When you get um, other people's opinions, you can, and you start to work through it, you can be quite
0: grateful for their input, can't you? Yeah, and, and if you're ruminating on something and it's really worrying you and you tell someone else and they're sort of dismissive of it, in some ways that can be quite helpful because mm. you think, oh, well, you obviously think this is nothing yeah, yeah. because you've been dismissive of it. Maybe I am, you know, thinking about this too much, going around yeah. the houses too much. So, yeah, it is useful.
1: It is, which leads us on to, I mentioned the word grateful
0: there. No, I missed
1: it. You did, you did miss it. Yeah, I sneaked it in again. Yeah, you keep doing that. I think you're doing it deliberately to try and catch me out. I I do try and uh, disguise it and make it as seamless as as possible, but then I keep
0: drawing attention to it. (laughs) That's right, yeah. Yeah. It's (laughs) like having to explain the punchline of a joke to me. It is, really.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So um, that's sort of all I wanted to talk about as far as rumination and shit FM is concerned. As far as gratitudes are concerned, yeah, mine's quite, so I'll go first, just to get out of the way, really. Mine's quite quite um, straightforward, really. Um, and it's probably something we're all grateful for, but it's getting lifts from people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you've had that before. I don't think I have. <laughs> I don't think I have. But if if I haven't, I'm more grateful this week because I've had two lifts. <laughs> one one down to Dover to watch a band. Yeah. Jez, Jez Thistlethwaite, I know he's a regular listener. And in another one I had a lift yesterday to the hospital from my brother you know, to have one of my, regular eye injections nice um so yeah i've, I've been very grateful to other people's input
0: into my life it's nice it's nice having you're right it's nice to have lifts yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, especially especially if you get a lift back as well
1: well on both those occasions i did yeah being left down in dover would have been a bit a bit cold and windy down there <laughs> who did you go and see uh stone broken oh yeah that's right yeah yeah they're they're a rock band from the midlands did you um, did you do some head banging? I didn't do any head banging. I've got
0: no hair these days. But it was a... <laughs> you could have worn a wig. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, I've got some pot plants on my gratitude list. Pot plants, okay. I, I'm, a, I'm quite. A, I'm a relatively late convert to greenery in the house. You know, I've always quite liked potter. Well, not always, but as I've got older, I've liked pottering around in the garden, growing stuff. But I, I didn't realise how joyous it was to have greenery in the house so i'm becoming a little bit well i hesitate to use this word because i know you don't like it <laughs> i know you don't like it if people use this but as you taunted me with closure i'm becoming a bit addicted to uh <laughs> the house i keep buying them oh,
1: you'll, uh, be, you'll be saying in the moment you'll be saying you're a plantaholic and that
0: will really wind me up <laughs> <laughs> anyway if you don't have any house plants in your house Get a house plant or two, because having a little bit of greenery around the house is flipping lovely. And it's well, look, something to look after and nurture, which is also quite nice.
1: Well, we, we sort of recommend that in, in, in recovery, you know, in the first year. You know, you, you, because you've had so much difficulty looking after yourself the first year, just have a, a have some plants to look after. Yeah. Yep. You know, as a year two, you start to perhaps go look at having a relationship or something like moving on. But well, with a plant? with a You can with a plant. Although I don't have a very, I haven't got any pot plants in here. I must admit, have. been. No, I should get a pot plant. I should do, but I, I've, i was, I suppose it, it takes me back to I had tr- a childhood trauma with a cactus that <laughs> <laughs> that sort of put me off. I mean, what what happens? Well, I, ju- I just I remember my mum used to like cactus or cacti. Cacti, yeah. Cacti, and uh, I remember knocking one off of the shelf with my elbow. By, by myself i turn around and, I turn, and my reflex meant i turned around to grab it to to stop it going down it had turned up and i'd said a handful of spikes that i couldn't get out for ages So <laughs>
0: i'm not yeah. a big fan <laughs> i'm definitely buying you a cactus now <laughs>
1: i'll probably have a different view with them now but uh, yeah it's
0: yeah, saved I mean, all that time. Is the ideal plant because it's very low maintenance yeah any sort of succulent would be all right, wouldn't it? Oh, I don't know. What do you mean? What, what you... That's what succulents are. They, they retain are they? a lot of yeah. They retain a lot of uh, moisture and they right. don't, don't need much watering.
1: Oh, I see. That's what so you're doing. So
0: even if you're not very good at looking after plants, you could look after a succulent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Try get... not to catch it if it's got <laughs> loads of spikes on it. I couldn't help it. Reflexes were too good. <laughs>
1: I was like Gordon Banks flying to one side and I thought I've knocked it I've got to stop it hitting the floor not realising what I'd hit you'd knocked it off like B.A. Robertson (laughs) Uh, anyway very good good days of the year yeah there's two or three on here International Tug of War Day
0: today International Tug have you ever done Tug of War
1: yeah I do I do remember as a kid doing it in the Mm. Scouts we used to do Mm. it
0: yes that's when I've done it yeah yeah I don't remember being any good at it.
1: No, no. There's despite, always
0: this, despite having significant heft in my younger years. <laughs> you
1: could have been the bloke at the, the back, The I think uh, I was the anchor. The anchor. Yeah. People kept calling me the anchor, actually. Did they? I yeah. think it was the anchor anyway. It was, yeah, it probably was, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't ruminate about that too long. Um, yes. But that was that, that was
0: an Olympic sport back in nineteen hundred. Not much of a sport really, is it over the Olympics? But Well, to be honest, there's a lot of Olympic sports I could, you know, take or leave. Yeah. Synchronized t- swimming, for example.
1: Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. You wonder, don't you? You do wonder. Yeah. But, um, when you're looking at Tug of War, it started about the, the earliest record of it was a, probably before this really, but they reckon about a thousand BC. So it's been around a long time, Tug of War. Wow.
0: Well, I suppose it did not need a lot, does it? All you need is a bit of <laughs> a <laughs> <load>. <laughs> no, You don't need do that
1: great equipment, do you? you? don't have to go down Hubble and Freeman's and buy much stuff. <laughs> you know. You,
0: <laughs> In fact, it's quite surprising that more kids don't get into Tug of War, considering oh. you need a. Well, need, well really need that's a what
1: today is all about, to, just to oh. bring that to the profile of it back up again.
0: Is that, so it's today, is it? It is today. Right. So you should get out and do a bit of tug of war. a war. Might do yeah. that later. The second one, we've got a, we've got a week this week. starting mm. today
1: for the following mm. week. And you'll yes. love this one because it's the Real Bread Week. Oh, yeah, I know. It's the, yeah, the real, well, I'm a, a member of the Real Bread Campaign. Oh, are you? Which was yeah. started in 2010, the Real Bread Campaign. I, I looked that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're making bread with no processing aids or additives, aren't you?
0: Yeah, and well, sourdough essentially. Yes,
1: that's the whole of this week. So, when am I popping round to pick up some loaves? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had any loaves for you for ages. I think no, you, that's true. You haven't. Yeah, no. yes, you've been terrible on that. But all right, well, I'll make you a loaf this week. Thanks, mate. As it is real. Yes, I think you should. As it's as real, is real
0: bread, bread week. week. Yeah. Yeah, we need all to right.
1: celebrate that. Yeah. So, I, I can report back on it next week. Then next week's excellent. Episode. Good idea. Yeah. Excellent. Um, the last one was National Nest Box Week. Oh. So, so if you if you haven't got a nest box
0: in your garden, get one up. Have you got one? I haven't got a nest box, but no. um uh because there's cats next door, and I always no. worry about um the bird's safety with the you have them with up quite high, can't you? you can, but what I do have what I try and have in my garden is as are as many bird and insect friendly plants as possible and i've got i think it's a cotone in the garden which has very bright red berries at this time of year and i know because i've seen them on there that the birds love the berries do they so although i'm not providing them a home i am giving them breakfast so they can get bed somewhere else come to mine for breakfast
1: i remember talking to my brother about bird feeding and that because he worked for a company that made all those fat balls and that sort of thing Oh, yeah. There's all different flavours, which he said, really? which is pure, he says purely for the, the human input there because uh, birds have no taste buds. No. So, so they, they, they will eat, you know, they, the they, it's just, yeah, it's the colour which attracts them in many way, like, like the red berries. Exactly. But birds yeah. can't really taste stuff. So all these fat balls that have got to you know, a curry flavour, this sort yeah. of thing to tra- attract the birds in, it's, a, it's of no use.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, we're funny, aren't we? Because we want to humanise everything, don't we? Even though they're yeah. not humans.
1: Uh, right, on this day of music then, 1980, first one here, Bon Scott died. Blimey, that long ago? Yeah. Wow. Lead singer of ACDC, obviously. And uh, his his voice was really synonymous with their early, early recordings, yeah. wasn't
0: it? And he liked to drink.
1: Well, he's um, yeah, his coroner said that he'd, he'd drunk himself to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, although he choked on his own vomit, which was a lot of rock stars in the 80s, did exactly that. It was that. the way to go, wasn't it, in the 80s? It was to go. I, I think, looking back, if we hadn't been kicked out of the cartoon at Croydon and made it big, that's the way I'd have gone, wouldn't I? Probably, yeah. <laughs> You'd have been like John Bonham, wouldn't you? I would, I'd have been, yeah, I'd have been I'd have, yes. I'd have joined the 27 I think 27 he went the same club. way,
0: didn't he? I
1: think he probably did. A lot of John, Hendrix did,
0: I know, didn't he? I think yeah. John Bonham went the same way. That's not a great way to go, is it? It's a terrible your own way to go. Vomit. No. Yeah, anyway. Uh, two years later, in 1982... Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Ozzy Osbourne was arrested for urinating on the cenotaph at the Alamo in Texas. <laughs> um, apparently, he was wearing um, his wife Sharon's dress at the time because she'd hidden all his clothes to stop him going out drinking. <laughs> so he popped on one of her dresses and went out <laughs> and had a, little, had a little slash up the, um, the cenotaph.
0: Yeah, he's a, a proper hellraiser, isn't he? Proper hell raiser. His hell-raising days are over, though, aren't they?
1: They are. And uh, the last one um, is about Johnny Cash again. Now, he's cropped up a oh. lot, isn't he? Hmm. In 2004, his family stopped his song, uh, The Ring of Fire, uh, being used in an advert for a hemorrhoid relief product,
0: which he perfectly, I'd imagine. Yeah. I mean, he could have written it for that making that couldn't done. he? But well, apparently his family
1: were, were a bit upset about it, and they took out an injunction and had that stopped. <laughs> but when I was looking at that, I was, can you spell hemorrhoid? It's probably one of the most difficult words ever to spell.
0: I don't think I could. I know it's no. H-A-E-M or something. Yeah. It? Is that Am I right so far? Yes, you are. You see, that's the thing. You get over those first four letters. Yeah. You think oh, that's the difficult bit, and then you really hit an even more difficult Yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, O-double-R. And yeah. then another H H O I D. Oh, that's ridiculous. It is crazy, isn't it? That's, I mean, that's you... pointless putting all those letters in there. Why must to... have had some left over. Must have done. It's probably it's probably got some sort of Latin root that uh, that as uh, long since falling into
0: obscurity. Well, I hope I never get them so that I don't have to write You don't it have down. to spell them. But actually, without. I suppose if you got hemorrhoids, you probably would learn how to spell it, you,
1: you? would do, wouldn't you? Well, you call, you call them piles, don't you? Farmer Giles oh, or Jeremy, Jeremy Kyles or whatever you want to call them. There's, <laughs> there's plenty of rhyming slang terms for them. <laughs> I
0: think I'm happy not having hemorrhoids so yeah. that I don't have to learn how to spell Sound them. Sound painful, That's don't right. they? Yeah. I do, yeah. All right. Okay, See you mate. next time. Will do. Laters. See you later. Bye. Bye. sideways was created by graham landy and martin pankhurst if you want to read more about our work or sort through the extensive archive of past episodes just visit grahamlandywellbeing.co.uk forward slash sideways podcast you can follow us on twitter or facebook or instagram at sideways podcast and you can email us if you have a question or if there's something you'd like us to cover but most of all We want to tell you how grateful we are that you come and listen. And we ask that if you've enjoyed what you've heard, that you spread the word. And we'll see you next week.